You're listening to Pros Like Us, brought to you by NFL Draft Blitz. And now, without any further ado, here's Alex and Lou. That's right, gang. We are back and better than last time, we hope. Regular season is almost upon us. We're a week away as we record today on Thursday the 1st from kicking off the NFL season. And everybody circles this particular episode of our podcast because we're doing a lot of predictions today. The playoffs, uh, awards, everything. Stay tuned. We'll get to that stuff as we go. But the unfortunate part of the business of uh, the NFL is uh, guys getting cut rosters trimmed down to 53 earlier this week uh practice squads are being filled as we speak but uh some surprise cuts happened i know alex you were looking at a couple of guys that uh you were a little surprised by i was i think the biggest one to me was kellen mond uh the former texas a&m aggie uh, who was drafted by the vikings by the previous regime third round but the fact that they would move off of him after only a year is really surprising. I know they have a new GM, they have a new head coach, and obviously they weren't too fond of his progress during the offseason, but it's still very surprising to kind of give up on a guy that was drafted on day two. And another guy is Alex Leatherwood. Again, the theme seems to be that the new coaching staff is there, the new GM. He was running with the second and third team most of camp. Obviously, he was fighting for his roster spot, but it's still a guy that started 17 games last season during his rookie year. And this was, you know, Gruden's and Mike Mayock's first round pick last year. And the fact that they would move off of him, it, it doesn't bode well for the previous regime. And it seems like the Raiders just keep shipping, you know, every pick that the Raiders have had over the past couple of years. They either didn't extend them. Or they they cut them. They're cleaning house out there. So I think to me, those are the two biggest surprises as far as cuts are concerned. But I also saw a couple of trades that occurred a couple of days before. And that was one of the surprising trades is Gardner Johnson, uh, who was a playmaker for the Saints in their secondary. He was a very good nickel corner and safety for him. A very versatile player. I know he was looking for a new deal, but it was surprising that they shipped them to the Eagles, to an NFC team. So the Eagles got stronger as far as I'm concerned because they had question marks at safety. And also LaVisca Chenault, the the former second-round pick in 2020, uh, he was traded by the Jaguars to the Panthers. I think the Panthers were looking for some upgrades at receiver. LaVisca has experience. I mean, he had some problems with drops in previous years, but... He was still a playmaker from the slot. He did make a lot of catches, and you can use him in that Cordero Patterson type of role because you can line him up in the backfield. You can use him on end arounds, and I think the Panthers might get creative with him, and we'll see what he can if he can restart his career in Carolina. Well, I like that one, both for the player and the team. Uh, Chenault moving along. I think they probably see Travis Etienne is kind of filling that role in Jacksonville, or he just didn't fit into their receiver room after they, you know, ponied up some cash for Christian Kirk and some others. Yeah, the Gardner-Johnson one is just puzzling. And I know it looks, you know, Howie Roseman. I mean, he's had some questionable picks in Philadelphia. I mean, obviously Jalen Rager, who then late, later in the day, he gets traded to Minnesota. For what New Orleans did here, I, I, I don't know. There had to be more to this than just the money because it was like they wanted to get him out of town. They didn't get much in return. If they keep him, in other words, he's still under contract. He plays out the year and they let him go as a free agent. They probably get like a third round comp pick for him, right? Instead, like a fifth and a sixth. And they had to include one of their sevenths in the deal. So head scratcher all the way around. But as far as Philly's concerned, he plugs a hole that they've been trying to plug for a while now. And their defensive backs now, where it was kind of a weakness for the last few years, looks like a strength. So I'm all on board for what Roseman did there. But he also you know, admits failure to one of his first round picks, trading Jalen Rager to Minnesota, who, oh, by the way, a pick after Jalen Rager took Justin Jefferson. So uh, this is all kind of incestuous. It is the NFL. Going back to Leatherwood. Yeah, it's like the Raiders are completely washing their hands of all those early round picks 
uh, between Mayock and Gruden. We can argue about who was making the picks early on. It sort of looks like Gruden, but who knows? An even bigger surprise then is Chicago claims him, takes on that contract. Obviously, they've got some plans for him. I mean, first round pick, he played at Alabama. Maybe he was overdrafted at 17. And I think just about everybody agrees with that now. I'm sure they did the night of the draft. Move him to guard, move him side. He can play football. I don't think there's any question there. Maybe there were some other things that they needed to get straight, but Ryan Poles, the new GM in Chicago, under fire for some certain things. But the guys that he's bringing in, I mean, he's a former offensive lineman, so let's see how that goes. And Mond, I agree with you there, too. I mean, here's a guy. I think uh, Chris Sims had him rated ahead of Justin Fields, which is a whole other story. But the fact that they just gave up on him. They traded for Nick Mullins, and I think O'Connell's quote was, well, we didn't think it was fair for uh, Kellen to be the number two quarterback. He just wasn't ready. But to move off him so quickly, that maybe just to give him a chance, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that was a little off. Tyler Johnson was a highly regarded wide receiver from Minnesota who was in Tampa Bay, big wide receiver room there. Uh, so odd man out. I believe he got claimed by Houston. Uh, Mond, I didn't mention, was claimed by uh, Cleveland. So those contracts have to be taken on by their new teams. Uh, O.J. Howard was another, I don't know if it was a surprise cut, but yeah, I mean, they just paid him a bunch of money in Buffalo. And uh, yeah, I had a couple other guys here. I don't know what Armin Watts with Minnesota switching to a 3-4. He kind of became expendable, but against Chicago, grabs him up. Yeah, it's, it's always an interesting day. Jared Davis. I mean, just throwing some names out here. I don't. Did, how about somebody like Jared Davis? I mean, he was a former. Was he a first or second round pick by Detroit a few years back? Yeah, he was a former first round pick, and he started a lot of games for them. But obviously, it's a new regime, and uh, maybe they're trying to get younger out there. It's pretty obvious that the Lions are trying to get younger, so they moved off of their former first round pick. They're always surprise cuts. I'm surprised for the those young guys. The teams give up on after spending such a high first-round pick or an early day-two pick and then kind of letting him go after a year. Don't you think that, you know, this guy has potential and you can develop him? And again, I'm talking about Kellen Mond. I'm talking about Alex Leatherwood. It's just, in my opinion, it's too soon for the new regime to just basically pull the plug. But what do I know? Yeah, we may see Kellen Mond on the field not too long, not too long into the future here, depending on what happens with Jacoby Brissett in, in the Browns. A couple of guys I have to mention that made the 53 that I thought, you know, were kind of long shots. And who had Skylar Thompson on their bingo card to make the Miami Dolphins? Seventh round pick from Kansas State. You wouldn't think that this guy was going to be on an NFL squad, maybe a practice squad, maybe kind of a gadget type player. But he lit it up during the preseason. He makes the 53. And then one of our favorite guys, we've been talking about him for the last few weeks, but undrafted free agent, former, you know, all world, all United States, whatever you want to call it, uh, lacrosse player, goes to a Division II school as a quarterback, goes into camp for Atlanta as a wide receiver, and he makes the damn team. Not to practice squad. He made the 53, which is just crazy. But Jared Bernhardt, God bless you, man. Hopefully we can get him back on the show now that he's on a squad. If you want to make an NFL roster, you have to have it in your resume that you played lacrosse and you were pretty damn good at it because there's just too many guys that have been these undrafted free agents or seventh round picks that are former lacrosse players that kind of lit it up. I, I have a feeling that this kid is, is going to have a long career. Obviously an outstanding athlete following, uh, hopefully, in the footsteps of Chris Hogan. Again, the biggest upset is, is he, he's not with New England. All right. Do you want to do playoff predictions first, or do you want to get into the individual awards? Let's go division by division and, you know, predict who's going to make the playoffs from, you know, the AFC and the NFC. We can just go each division at a time. Who's going to win it and who is going to come out as a wild card if you have a wild card in that division? Okay, AFC East, no no shock or surprise here. I think they've got the best roster in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. And that's it. I'm not going with anybody. I don't I don't have any confidence in any of the other teams. Miami might have a shot, but, but uh I got to see it to believe it with Tua. 
So no confidence in Bill Belichick and the Patriots no. and Mac Jones. And I guess you're not the biggest Tua fan out there, even though a lot of people are, um, you know, trying to pump up, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins out there as a playoff pick. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think he's the situation that he's in is going to be much better. He's going to be set up for success. I'm just not feeling it right now. I don't know if, you know, midway through the season, I just have to see it. I just don't, I just don't believe in it right now. I don't think the Jets are anywhere near a playoff team. Uh, the Patriots, I think, you know, are going to regress off of last year's success, if you will. I Not a lot of faith in the Patriots. And again, the, the loss of Josh McDaniels is going to be a big deal, especially to Mac Jones. You know, second year, I think they probably overachieved a little bit last year, just the way they played and, you know, some of the games they were in. I'm just not feeling those teams right now. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Bills and no one else. I mean, the AFC is no joke. you got a bunch of teams that can get in there. The AFC West, the North, potentially has three teams that can make it. So, uh, just not feeling it. I actually agree with you, Lou. I'm also going with the Buffalo Bills as the lone team to make it to the playoffs out of the AFC East. I'm also not high on the Dolphins or the Patriots or the Jets, for that matter. So I think the Bills are going to have the best regular season record. And I think Josh Allen is uh, he's going to achieve some great things this year. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills as the lone representative out of this division. All right. Who you got in the South? The AFC South is the worst division. All right. So I just I want to state that. And I, that's by a long shot. I think it's the worst division in football, not only in the AFC. I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. I just think they have the best running back in the game in Jonathan Taylor. Uh, they added a veteran quarterback in Matt Ryan, who I think can can have success off of those play-action passes. I think the Colts have a good enough defense, and I think Frank Reich will get them back into the playoffs. I do not have anyone else out of the AFC South making the playoffs. Obviously, you have the Texans, the Jaguars. I mean, are you kidding me? Those teams are going to be drafting in the top five again. And the Titans, I also don't have them in the playoffs. I think they have Ryan Tannehill, who I think is regressing. They don't have A.J. Brown anymore. I think the Titans are going to struggle this season. So far, we're in lockstep. I don't have the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs either, which is the probably the toughest pick that I had to make. Because it seems like they always figure it out. Yes, Henry's back and so forth, but... Really, without a top receiving target, yeah, they got Robert Woods there, but his first year, Tannehill, we're not sure. Is Malik Willis you know, going to get some playing time? How's that going to work out? So too many questions for me as far as Tennessee is concerned. So, yeah, I'm going with the Colts, and uh, that's it from that division as well. These wild cards, they're getting pushed, man. How about the AFC North? Who you got there? The North, I'm going, I think I we picked earlier, my my worst to first team, and I'm going to stick with them, the Ravens. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson, I think, is coming for bear, so to speak. Uh, he may or may not get his money. If he gets his money, then everything is, you know, gravy. But if he doesn't get his money and, you know, things get a little edgy, I think he's just going to go, like, scorched earth and just want to kill everything in sight be the mvp and i think with the health coming back to their defense the additions they've made through the draft and free agency again i don't know that they're going to be this unlucky now the running backs still aren't quite there jk dobbins uh gus edwards they just signed Kenyon drake so you know that's that's going to be a little iffy there at least to start the season but uh, everything else in place, I'm going to go with them. And then Cincinnati will get one of those wild card spots when Baltimore wins that division. I agree with you on Cincinnati. They're one of my wild card teams. I don't have the Ravens in the playoffs. I think they're going to miss the playoffs for the, the second straight season. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns, Lou. I realize that Deshaun Watson is going to be missing for 11 games. I get so it. So you've taken complete loss of your sense of Cincinnati. I might even buy Pittsburgh, but the Browns, wow, okay. I'm just a believer in that running game, and I'm a believer in that defense. I think Miles Garrett is going to have a fantastic season, and he's going to lead them. I just think the Browns' defense is going to carry them. And the running game, they'll rely on that. I think Brissett can ride the ship for the first 11 games. 
and I think they'll make a push when Deshaun Watson comes back. I have the Browns winning this division because I think it's going to be kind of a toss-up here. I don't think anybody's going to run away with this division and win like 12 or 13 games. I don't think it's happening because it's going to be a really competitive one. So I've got the Browns winning it, and I've got the Bengals making it as a wild card team. Okay, we're going west. You know exactly where I'm going at the top. They've won it six years in a row. In Reed, we trust. In Mahomes, we trust. Um, yeah, it's a huge loss. Tyree Kill, he is just you know a difference maker, one of one. I mean, for how many years they had like a unicorn at quarterback, at tight end, and wide receiver. Uh, they did get a you know, Super Bowl win out of it, but uh, I just think there's too much, too much, I guess, um, experience there. Too much, too much of a, a coaching advantage I think they have over the other guys in that division. You got guys, you know, in their first two guys in their first year, one in his second year coming up. Um, so I, I don't know. I just, maybe this is a Homer pick. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I think Mahomes rises to the top, does his thing. I mean, he may even be MVP. I'm not going to pick him for MVP, but it's it just lines up. He's, you know, he, he's, He's definitely primed for this season. And then the other two wildcard spots, I believe, are going to go to the Chargers and the Broncos. I'm in unison with you here, but the only difference is I think the L.A. Chargers are going to win this division. I just think I think they're the most complete team behind the Buffalo Bills as far as the defense is concerned, as far as the offense. They've got an upcoming quarterback who I think is finally going to deliver and get them into the playoffs. So the Chargers are the team that is going to win this division, the AFC West. And then I've got the Broncos with Russ there. You know, he's been having a fantastic training camp with some of those receivers. I think their defense is really good enough. I think the Chiefs are going to finish third in this division and barely get into the playoffs. But I can't, like, you know, have them miss them. So I think the Chiefs are, are going to be one of those dangerous wildcard teams that you don't want to play. And they might get in there as a sixth or a seventh seed. So uh, so to me, it's the Chargers, the Broncos, the Chiefs. And uh, again, I think the Chargers are here to stay this season. And they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. How about the NFC? Lo, let's start with... I think we're going to... This is going to... This is where it gets interesting, right? Uh, so, guys, so where do you want to start? The East? Let's go with the East. I know you, you know, we're going to have a different pick here. I'm almost certain of it. Well, I mean, for the guy that took the Browns in the AFC North, I, all, everything's on the table here. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be, you know, I would not be surprised at anything, but I'm going to go with, you know, what I think is the best roster in the East. Um, now, a quarterback, you, you're going to probably have to say that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in that division, but I'm going with the Eagles. Eagles here. Uh, I'm a believer. I'm drinking the the green Kool-Aid, if you would, that uh, Nick Sirianni is serving. Uh, I was dead wrong about this guy coming into his coaching career, and I based it a lot off his his opening presser. But again, he's kind of growing into the position. He got them to the playoffs last year. I think with the addition of A.J. Brown, the offense is going to be that much better. Again, the running back situation is a little iffy because Sanders can't stay healthy, but you've got Gainwell, you've got Boston Scott, you've got weapons all over the place. Devontae Smith is your number two. I mean, that's this could be lethal from an offense, but the defense is, I think, going to be as good as they were like, but actually better this year. You talked about one of the additions, Garner Johnson was uh, a prime position for them to get better. They bring in Bradbury as well. So uh, I like their defensive backfield. I like them up front. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Eagles, and that is it from the East for me. I'm going to go with the Cowboys as my division winner here uh, with Dak Prescott. I think that defense is going to be even better in year two of Dan Quinn. I just think Michael Parsons is ready to take his game to another level, and they have a lot of weapons there on defense. They're going to force pressure. They're going to force turnovers with, with digs. I have the Cowboys as the best team in this division. And um, my wild card team, I'll, I'll go with the Eagles. I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts fan, and that's why I think that he won't be able to 
to win this division for Philadelphia this year. But I think they'll sneak in just looking at the entire picture in the NFC. I think Philadelphia is a good enough team to get into the playoffs. All right, let's go north. I'm gonna go with say? I'm gonna go with Green Bay. It's just when you look at the Lions, when you look at the Bears, when you look at the the Minnesota Vikings, it's tough. I realize that Devontae Adams is gone and he's with the Las Vegas Raiders now, but Aaron Rodgers makes those receivers better. He'll find some of those rookies like Romeo Dobbs. He can make him into a very good player during his rookie season. I'm going to go with Green Bay. It's an incomplete roster, but they still have Aaron Jones out there. They still have – I think their defense is going to be a little bit better. Um, it's it's tough to go against the Packers in this division, but you might go against them, actually, based on what you know we talked about during the offseason. Well, I kind of did a 180 here. I think the Packers, I mean, you talk about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, you know, all the drama around him and so forth. I just get the sense that this is going to be like the ultimate F you to the league, to the pundits, to everybody else that's saying they're going to drop off uh, with without Devontae Adams and especially Rodgers taking that personally and all this noise about the rookie receivers uh, not you know dropping the ball and everything else, kind of calling them out in the media. I just think you know with those two running backs, the defense just looks ridiculous. I mean they you know I, that might be one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best defense in the league. So I'm I'm going with the Packers, uh, but I also have the Vikings in there. They're kind of my darling. And again, as far as Kool Aid, now the, I'm drinking the purple Kool Aid here, and maybe this one has a little gin or something. <laughs> mixed in with it but I am gonna go with the Vikings to make the playoffs I like Kevin O'Connell I like the the changes that they're they're making to the defense they're going to the three four you know maybe a little bit better suited to the personnel that they have offensively they're going to be dynamic as ever uh you know Justin Jefferson and Thielen and KJ Osborne they add Jalen Rager who knows maybe the new scene and, uh, you know, just working in that type of offense, you know, he makes a little bit of an impact. But uh, I like what Cousins is going to do for them. Now, again, I don't know that they're going to go anywhere in the playoffs, but I think they'll be good enough to get in. And uh, so I have them as one of my wild cards. If you're drinking the gin, I guess I'm drinking the vodka because I've got the Browns, you know, winning the AFC North. Yeah, so. that's like a that's like a double or triple vodka. Alex, that's uh, yeah. We, we're this this would be, feel like a lot of clickbait, but maybe it will be. Maybe we'll get a lot more clicks. I'm always pulling for the Browns. I pulled for them last year. You remember, I picked them to win the Super Bowl, right, with Baker yeah. Mayfield as the yeah. quarterback. Yeah. So hey, I'm continuing with that theme. All right, why the soft spot for the Browns, by the way? Why why this? What's what's the deal there? I don't know. I just always feel bad for teams that have never won the Super Bowl. I always feel like they. They have to arrive. I mean, the those fan, the fan base has been down and out for like over 40 years. They they barely sniffed the playoffs, even though they were there a couple of years ago. But still, it's just I'm hoping. I always like for the bottom feeders, you know, to try to make it to the top. And I'm always gonna pull for those teams. It's not only the Browns. Just in general, I'm pulling for the Lions as well. Okay. I'm just hoping okay. that Dan Campbell like turns that around. So, but not this year, obviously. Yeah. How about the how about the NFC South, Lou? Who you have there? Well, here's where we're gonna differ. I know for a fact, and uh, and it may not be the way you you're thinking because with all the noise around Tom Brady this off season, and just in passing, I don't talking to somebody, and you know, maybe we even mentioned it last time where it seems like there's been more noise around Tom Brady the last few months than there was the previous 22 seasons in the NFL. Yes, 22 seasons. It just amazes me that the dude's still playing at this level. But with the, the losses and injuries on the offensive line, and they really they didn't bring anybody else in. So, again, all due respect to the guys on their roster, him having – brand new guys in the middle of that offensive line is just to me is, is going to be a problem. So Dennis Allen's always had their, not always, but at least in the regular season, I think they're four and O against Brady. They lost them in the playoffs, but so 
So Jameis stays healthy. I think they've done enough across their offense to be a little bit more explosive. I don't think Kamara's going to get suspended this season. So maybe it'll come at the beginning of next season. So I I just have a real feeling that this is going to be New Orleans time. Uh, they're going to beat, maybe they split with Tampa, but they beat up on the rest of the division. And I'm going with the Saints. I will go with the Saints to win this division. And then Tampa also to make the playoffs. I'm not going to go that crazy here and leave them out, especially with, with Brady. He come hell or high water. He's getting them to the playoffs. So that's who I'm going to go with in, uh, in the South. Well, I knew you were going to go with the Vikings in the NFC North. You took me by surprise here. I didn't think that you were going to go with the Saints to win this division. In the well, NFC I did take South. the Packers to win the division. Okay, I, I put Minnesota as a wild card, but yeah. okay. I know, but this is more of a shocker to me. I mean, obviously you threw a curveball. I don't know if Winston can get the Saints into the playoffs, especially without Sean Payton. I don't know. That's a tough one for me. I do not have the Saints in the playoffs. But I do have another shocker, which I revealed last week, so I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. I just, I like the underdog story. Like, Baker's is against the wall. Matt Rule is against the wall. Nobody's expecting anything out of this team. But they still have Christian McCaffrey, and I think their defense is really good. And I think that's what's going to carry the day. So, defense wins championships. I think Carolina Panthers win this division, and the Tampa Bay Bucks with Brady, like you said. Uh, is they just have too many weapons out there. I think they, they get in as the wild card team. So those are the two teams that I think are making the playoffs. But it's not, like I said, it's not as a, as much of a shocker as the Browns pick, but I do think that the Panthers, not many people have the Panthers in the playoffs. When you say not many, I'm guessing like uh, maybe not. 1% of anybody that's, that's picking this thing. And yeah, I think they're going to be greatly improved okay uh baker is going to be a much better guy running the show than sam darnold was or cam newton was last year again it it really depends on the health of christian mccaffrey that's a huge one of course and then how they play you know within the division so that's you know interesting i i look for them i don't think this one is nearly as out there as the Browns winning that division this year with all the turmoil around that team. But, uh, yeah, I could get behind that, but I still say the Saints, the defense, the the weapons they've added, I'm, you know, I'm sticking there, not, not making any changes. How about the West? Well, the West, I'm going with two teams. I have the, the Los Angeles Rams taking this division. I think they're going to go, you know, back to back and, and win it again. And I can't go against my Sam Fran. 49ers uh, with Trey Lance being the man in 2022 I think that offensive system that running game that defense is going to carry the day I think Trey Lance will have some some bad days but he'll have some good days Uh, he will have some growing pains but I just I can't leave out San Francisco this year they're one of the playoff teams but based on my numbers based on the math that I did Lou I think you have three teams out of this division making the playoffs no, just two, because uh, I've got Tampa and Minnesota as two wild cards. I have the Rams as the. I've got it flipped. I've got San Francisco winning this division. I uh, loved them last year, uh, and that was with, with Jimmy G. Picked them for the Super Bowl. Uh, I I just think they're just too good on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, they're going to be. I think even more explosive. Say what you will about Trey Lance. Maybe he's going to miss a lot of easy throws, but he's going to make a lot of plays that Jimmy wasn't able to make, especially with his legs. But he's going to make some deep throws, hit some deep shots here and there. Again, it's not going to be pretty. He's not going to have some super huge, um, uh, I guess, quarterback quarterback rating and all these metrics and ball placement and and uh what are some of the other analytics you know completion percentage above expected i mean there's so many different he's not gonna he's not gonna excel in that stuff he's just gonna make plays when plays are needed to be made and i love i just love the entire roster i like kyle shanahan san francisco's my pick here to win that division and the rams a little bit of a super bowl hangover um but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the division, but I, I'm going to pick them for that wild card. And Arizona's out. I just, uh, I'm just i just not feeling them. I agree with you on 
Arizona. Uh, last year, they were one of my surprise teams. I mean, I called it. They made the playoffs. I think this year with Kyla Murray getting the, his big deal, his extension, I think this team is, is going to fall flat. Who is your most surprising team, just in general, uh, that you think is going to you know, is going to do well this season. Your biggest okay, surprise. Okay. Well, you know, I'm gonna, I had to, I had to cop out a little bit here. I have two. Okay. One to make the playoffs, which I think maybe Minnesota, that's a surprise, but the more, you know, you're hearing people talk, more people are kind of jumping on the bandwagon. Okay, fine. So for a team that in the AFC that I think, is going to surprise a lot of people. It might have the best chance to do a Bengals than than any other team is Jacksonville. I just think that Trevor Lawrence. I I don't know. I mean, we we spoke less of of him last year than any other previous number one pick, and you're not hearing a bunch about him in this off season either. But the addition of of Doug Peterson and just the adults in the room, and I think just the overall comfort level of the team and knowing that again you've got an adult a leader somebody that's won a super bowl that's you know again designed offenses i mean they had one of the best rushing attacks in the league the year they won the super bowl big runs obviously he's a former quarterback comes from andy Reid. they're going to throw the ball a lot trevor's going to be the you know the you know recipient the big uh, gainer from that beneficiary if you would and the wide receivers and Etienne being healthy, hopefully, for the entire season. I think they're going to surprise some teams. Maybe they win seven or eight games. I would not be shocked if they, they're hovering around 500 by the end of the season. Take that to the bank. Go to Vegas because I'm sure the, the, the number is under that seven or eight games. I'm almost certain of it. But it, I, it's think it's six a, and a, I think it's six and a half. Sorry, but it's, it's pan, or no, Jaguars are at six and a half. Uh, Vikings are at nine, so I'm, obviously I, I'm, I think I'll be going over on that one, but not by much. I mean, especially in the NFC, I don't know that they have to win many more games to be a wild card. But certainly, yeah, Jacksonville at six and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I'm a believer. I like Doug Peterson, obviously, you know, coaching with Reed, and I just I I think they're going to win some games, and they're going to win more games than people are uh, would think. What's the over and under on the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers this season? I know you've got that uh, sheet right in front of you. Well, the Panthers, I, I th- and now again, this is this might be old information. I didn't check it today or since the whole, uh, I think the Browns went down to like eight and a half as soon as the Watson thing came across. So again, that may be different right now. The Panthers were at six, but that's again before they named Baker the starter. So that may maybe that moves up a little bit but they're not going to you know these numbers aren't going to change dramatically uh just because they're obviously they're full season bets i'm going to keep it short i've already mentioned the the two teams that are probably my biggest surprise ones the carolina panthers in the nfc and the cleveland browns in the afc i'll, I'll stick with those two since i have them winning their respective divisions i you know, I th- I'm sure I surprised a lot of people during this podcast, but, you know, I'm, I'm continuing with that theme. And I was also high on Carolina last season, and I was also high on, on the Cleveland Browns in the AFC last year. How about the most disappointing team for you? Okay, I'm going to say the Arizona Cardinals. Um, yeah, I just all the noise around Kyler, the contract, the, well, let's, let's put in a uh, study clause, which was just... I don't know. I mean, they had no idea what the hell they were doing or what trying trying to punish him, trying to you know show him up because of all the money that he was asking for, or that the agent was like calling them out in social media early in the spring. And so I don't know. A lot of noise there. But then you know Cliff comes back during the uh, preseason, says you know they kind of had a back and forth. And oh yeah, if you want to call plays, why don't you call plays? He says to Kyler. And then during the preseason games, Kyler's on the sideline. Calling plays for a few quarters. So, oh, geez, he, he, this guy knows the offense inside and out. I don't know. There's just a lot of noise around the Cardinals and, you know, D hop out for what the first six games. They typically don't finish well. I'm just, I'm just not feeling Arizona at all. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I just think that 
I think there's still expectations that with Derrick Henry coming back that they will make the playoffs. And I just don't think that this is a playoff team. I don't think their defense is good enough. You can't keep giving the ball to Derrick Henry, you know, 300, 350 times, you know, during the season. And I think Ryan Tannehill, his time is up. And as much as I love, you know, that coaching staff and Vrabel and the fact that they can motivate their players, I just think that it's going to be tough for them to, to compete, even in this division. I just don't think that this team is is going to win more than like six or seven games, in my opinion. Let's get to the awards and let's get to, let's start with like coach of the year. Lou, do you have a coach of the year for us? Absolutely, man. I mentioned him earlier and I think they are going to ball out as a team and I, he just a young dude, whatever. I think it's going to be Nick Sirianni. I mean, again, he goes from kind of like the doofus from his, his initial presser to now Wow, this guy's a genius. He's got Jalen Hurts playing at an elite, maybe not an elite level, but a way above expected uh, level. And the rest of the team is responding and they run the ball well. Now they've got a couple of receivers they can depend on, including a tight end with Goddard. So, uh, yeah, I I like Nick. He's going to I think he's going to be the coach of the year. So I think the Buffalo Bills are going to have the best regular season record and therefore my coach of the year is the head coach for Buffalo, Sean McDermott. Uh, that's my pick out there. How about uh, let's go like offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. I'm going to stick with the purple Kool-Aid and I'm going to stick with the wide receiver. Cooper Cup did it last year. I believe Mr. Justin Jefferson will step up and perhaps hit that triple crown. Uh, kids got all the talent in the world. You can say what you will about Cousins, but he puts up numbers every single year. Maybe he's not going to win the big game for you, but game in, game out, he's going to get he's going to put up some numbers. And Justin Jefferson is here for it. As long as Thielen is healthy on the other side and kind of maybe, you know, occasionally drawing the coverage away from Justin. Probably not going to happen very often, but still, I like Justin Jefferson. I'm going to put him in that position. Let's go. I love the pick. Uh, Justin Jefferson did say during the offseason that, hey, I'm the best receiver in football. I mean, no disrespect to Devontae Adams, but I'm going to claim that. Put up or shut up, baby. So you never know. I mean, receivers are going to are going to reign supreme. But I'm going to go with the running back for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, just because I think he's going to get a lot of carries. He's become a, a better receiver out there. I mean, this this is a guy that's just going to rack up yards behind that, that Colts offensive line, and that's why I'm going to go with him for Offensive Player of the Year. How about many candidates for a Defensive Player of the Year, Lou? A lot. I mean, a lot of yeah. really good players. Who are you going with? Well, my guy from Pitt, Aaron Donald, should be the Defensive Player of the Year every year, but that would be boring and what whatever. I'm going to go with the young dude that, you know, was up for it last year. Uh, Probably wasn't as close as everybody thought, but he was just a rookie. I think Micah Parsons is just going to be a great player. Uh, I mean, TJ Watt obviously is still going to be in the discussion and, you know, deservedly so. But I just believe in that defense. Now, I think they're getting better on the defensive side of the ball. I think uh, they're going to continue to use him in different ways, pass rushing, dropping back, you know, whatever. He's going to he's just going to do a lot of what he did last year, except even better. So I'm going to go with Micah Parsons, Penn State. We are. I also wrote Micah Parsons here, but I'm going to change change my pick. I I just want to be a little bit different. I didn't think you were going to go with him because he's a Dallas Cowboy, but I guess he's a former Penn State Nittany line. So you're going to go with him. But. I'm going to change my pick, Lou. Initially, again, it was Michael Parsons written here on this list. But I'm going to go with Nick Bosa. I'm going to go with my 49er. I think he's going to have a huge year. He's going to rack up a lot of sacks and a lot of tackles for loss. And he's going to be in the backfield a lot this year. So I changed my pick, Nick Bosa, over Mike Parsons this year. How about Offensive Rookie of the Year? Okay. There's a lot of guys, a lot of guys at the top, but I took this guy in my fantasy draft. Um, I don't know if it was like seventh or eighth round. 
watching him play during preseason and it looked like and just kind of gaining momentum and they got rid of the I mean they got rid of Marlon Mack. I'm going to go with Damian Pierce from the running back from University of Florida with Houston. He's the number one guy. Uh, he is was featured on angry runs last year on Good Morning Football, even though he was playing at Florida because he had the one where he like pops the guy, his helmet flies off, and he still scores a touchdown. This one is definitely off the beaten path. This is a long shot, but I'm taking my shot here. Uh, obviously, there's a bunch of first and second round guys that are probably going to you know be in the running, but I'm going to go with Damian Pierce. Little little bit of an upset here. So the Texans get a little bit of, uh, you know, action during the show because we haven't mentioned them at all. Um, Ever. <laughs> I'm also going to go with the running back, but I'm going to go with the running back with the New York Jets, uh, Brees Hall. I just think that he was the best back in the, in the draft, and, and the Jets got themselves a steal in the second round. And with Zach Wilson missing some time, I think they're going to, lean heavily on Brees Hall, and I think he could deliver uh, same numbers that, say, like Jonathan Taylor delivered during his rookie season. How about defensive rookie of the year? This one I'm going chalk. I don't know. It just, I don't know. It's just screaming at me. Aiden Hutchinson just looks like he is the real deal. Uh, again, it was only preseason, but, you know, between Hard Knocks and Dan Campbell, maybe I'm just over overhyped on the on the the lions and how hard and tough they're going to play but the kid just really looks like he's got something here and uh, i like him so i'm i'm picking him to to do it in the nfc i'm not going to change defensive rookie here sorry i'm not going to change my pick here Uh, i'm going to go with aiden hutchinson as well he should have been the number one overall pick of the jacksonville jaguars bulky is going to regret it in a couple of years when this kid becomes like a J.J. Watt clone, and I think he's going to be the the cornerstone of at that Lions defense for a while. So, Aiden Hutchinson should be the pick, and he should be the favorite for everyone, as far as I'm concerned. All right, f- drum roll, low. Hey, Final before one. we do this, before we do the Super Bowl, let's just real quick. Russ, Russ's new deal. Let's talk about that for just a second. No, we got to talk about MVP before we go to the Super Bowl and the playoffs. Let, let's talk about the MVP. Oh, man. Okay. All, All right. right. Let's do this. I'll, I'll cut this out. All right, Lou. Drum roll. We got to talk about the MVP. Who is your MVP this season? Again, I got to go chalk here. It's, you know, typically it's going to be a quarterback. So you got to look at the quarterbacks. And like I said, I think. You know, there's several guys that are lined up to have huge years. And I think, you know, Patrick is going to have a huge year. But again, I think he's kind of set himself up to be almost like the things that he does are normalized. It's like the LeBron effect. I mean, how many, we can't give him the MVP every year. He just makes a play and it's like, oh, this is, this is normal. This is run of the mill. But the guy, the darling of last year's postseason, even though he lost to said Patrick Mahomes is Josh Allen. Uh, I, as long as he plays in most of the games and by most meaning 16 or 17, um, Josh Allen's going to win the MVP. I don't think there's any question about anybody else. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. I've mentioned that I believe the Chargers are one of the best teams in football in the AFC. They're, they're probably the second best team. The Bills are going to win a lot of games, but I think Herbert is going to put up huge numbers here. So I think it's uh, Justin Herbert. It's his coming out party in his third season. The Chargers are going to win a lot of games. They're going to win that division. And I've got Herbert as my MVP um, winner this year. Um, You wanted to talk about Russell. Um, Obviously, Russ uh, got the new deal with the Denver Broncos. I'm sure he was was hoping to stay there for, for the remainder of his career. So what do you think about that? Well, he was always going to get this deal, right? But... You know, the ownership was kind of was still in flux. It wasn't you know decided yet who was going to own the team. So I'm sure that was a, a big factor in this. But today signs an extension five years, two hundred and forty five million dollars, one hundred and sixty five guaranteed. So that Walmart money is a little bit different. Right. I mean, plenty of cash flow with, with this ownership group. But I guess the big thing is the fact that since Watson's fully guaranteed deal, we've now seen Kyler and Russ 
not get fully guaranteed deals. So I think, again, that Watson deal is going to be an outlier. Um, I don't know that any, you know, Lamar Jackson is kind of the one sitting in the balance and I think he's going to push for it, but without an agent, this could get ugly. I don't think any owners are going to do that or going to follow suit with the fully guaranteed contract, especially when you're getting into the hundreds of millions of dollars. But as far as Russ and Denver's concerned, absolutely. Now he's there. This is an extension, so he'll be there at least the next seven years. Uh, he said he wants to play another 10 or 12 years. So he's probably looking at, at Brady and trying to emulate that and play well into his 40s. But, you know, like I said, $165 million guaranteed isn't anything to, you know, shake a stick at. Uh, but Kyler's still got more, 189. Uh, Russ, 165. A-Rod, 150. Uh Josh Allen was 150, Mahomes was 141. This is just all guaranteed money. Stafford 130, Dak 126, and we still have Goff and Wentz. You know, with those big deals, that the extensions that they got, Goff at 110 and Wentz at 108. So, like, you know, two of these things don't belong on this list, and right there. But yeah, it's it's great for Denver, great for the AFC West, great for the AFC, and great for Russ, of course. Well, let's recap, Lou. Um, in the AFC West, you took the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos. In the AFC North, you took the Ravens and the Bengals. In the AFC East, you have the Bills. And then in the AFC South, you have the Colts. So those are your seven teams. Who do you have in the AFC Championship game, and who is representing this uh, conference in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have any idea how, you know, I didn't predict the records and who's going to be seated here or there. I didn't get that granular into it. But the bottom line is one of those teams is coming from the AFC West. Which one? Well, come on. <laughs> oh come on! You can do an upset here. Uh, come on! Absolutely not. I think I I think Patrick's coming for scorched earth. He is not going to be satisfied with anything less. And in Patrick and Andy Reid, we trust. I I'm go, I'm rolling with the Chiefs. So they're going to represent in the Super Bowl. They're going to represent the absolutely AFC. yes. All right. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be there in the AFC Championship game. I've got the Bills versus the Chargers. I'll go with Josh Allen and the Bills to make it to the Super Bowl. And I think, you know, it's a long time coming. Um, for the NFC, you've got, in the NFC East, you've got the Eagles. In the NFC South, you've got the Saints and the Bucks. In the NFC North, you've got Green Bay and Minnesota. And in the NFC West, you've got the 49ers and the Rams. So who's making it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC? It was really hard to go against the Niners because I love them so much. But again, in the ultimate chip on the shoulder, F you to the league and everybody else that's counting me out is Aaron freaking Rodgers and the Packers. Super Bowl one rematch. Here we go. Let's do it. This was a tough one for me. Um, honestly, just looking at it, um, seeing, you know, who the teams are. I mean, it was really like a, a tough uh, go around for me in the NFC. I'm going to go with the Rams and uh, and the Cowboys to make it to the NFC Championship game. And I'm going with the Rams to make it back-to-back -to, -back, uh, to the Super Bowl again. And this time, I think the Los Angeles Rams will lose. And I think the Buffalo Bills will be hoisting up that, that Super Bowl trophy. So Buffalo wins it for me. The unlucky losers in the 1990s who lost four Super Bowls in a row are hoisting up that, that Super Bowl trophy. And Josh Allen is going to be the, the Super Bowl MVP. How about you? Well, I tell you what. here. Well, obviously that's going to be a, a rematch of the season kickoff, the opener next Thursday night when Buffalo uh, – you know, opens in Los Angeles at SoFi. Uh, um, well, the ultimate winner here, here's what I said, you know, rematch of Super Bowl one, but this is really the State Farm Bowl, right? State Farm Bowl at State Farm Stadium, the Patrick Price over the Rogers rate. Jake will be the MVP, of course, but if, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win. 
And but ultimately, State Farm wins the whole thing, and Jake is the MVP. I don't know who wins the MVP of the Super Bowl. If the Chiefs win, I got to believe it's it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. But uh, I think the overall winner, no question here, is State Farm. You just can't go against the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs all the way. You you cannot break your habit. It's always Kansas City. Absolutely, yes. I and I and I am unashamed about it. As long as he is breathing on the team, is able to take a snap. Uh, I, it makes it hard. I mean, I, I, yeah. But State, well, again, State Farm. Now, again, we, State Farm is not our sponsor or anything like that. But, again, their name is on the stadium. Got their two main, you know, football guys that they, that, that are in their commercials. So, yeah, I'm going with it. Patrick Price over the Rodgers rate. I'm just surprised you didn't go with the Chiefs versus the 49ers again, just like you did last yeah, year. Yeah, that was that was last year. I just I couldn't pull the trigger. I think I'm just going with the two guys, two best players that just everybody's kind of I don't want to say writing off, but not necessarily uh, letting them continue their mastery over the league. So like he's I mean Herbert, his name's obviously Josh Allen's name is out there. Joe Burrow's name is out there. So these are the guys that are, you know, everybody's looking at and I got I'm sticking with my guns. Well, like it or not, this is our NFL preview. We'll look back on it in like 4 or 5 months and and see how, you know, how foolish we how foolish we were by by picking some of these teams to make the playoffs. Yeah, I didn't go back and see how we did last year. But, uh, yeah, KC San Francisco did not come to fruition. They both got to their respective championship games. But uh, how did the Browns do last year? Let's not mention that. Hopefully hopefully <laughs> they'll do better this year. Evidently. I don't know. Again, I, I guess I'm just I, I'm just not feeling it. That, that My God, I definitely put some money on that because if it does come in where the Browns make the playoffs, I, that's going to be a huge payout. I, that, that's just got to be astronomical at this point. I am putting money on it, Lou. I'm, I'm going to go to Vegas and I'm going to hop on and I'm going to put, you know, 20 bucks at least on it. I mean, that, that's all I got in my bank account. So I think we're we're going to be OK, but I'm, I'm willing to make that bet. All right, so next week we'll uh, pick some games, preview the games coming up, uh, and talk about everything that else is going on in the NFL. Maybe Lamar Jackson finally gets his deal. I just personally think until he gets an agent, this is just going to be a rocky thing, and he set a deadline of week one. You know, Does he not negotiate during the season? Does he stick to his guns, or does he finally hire an agent, get this out of the way, and they can go on and win some games and try to win the Super Bowl. So for my pal Alex, I'm Lou. Until next time, peace.